On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, we talk Bears because they made sweeping changes. No, they didn't. Nagy, Pace, all staying. We're breaking it down for you here. Where do we go, Bears fans? What do we do from here? All that and more on episode 36 coming at you now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast with your host, myself, Dan Collins. You could find on Twitter at TweetDanCollins and my awesome co-host, Joey Gelman, who you could find tweeting his lovely tweets, uh, the handle there being at Joey Gelman, this lovely show at Believe in Chicago. If you're listening to the show, you definitely know by now you've either heard about it, read about it, or figured it out in some way, the Chicago Bears organization is just an absolute laughingstock at the moment here. And thanks for joining us on this wild ride. We're gonna go, we're going to try to break it down as well as we can. Joey, if it's okay with you, I think I want to attack this in three different parts. Like I said, if you're listening to the show, thanks for tagging along and enjoying this ride with us. Here's how I want to go at it. We already know a lot of things. I've had a little bit of time to reflect after that press conference. If we did this show immediately after that press conference, you would have had just meatball Dan lighting it up and just so frustrated. I've had time to breathe, take a deep breath, still incredibly frustrated, but I've had time to say, all right, let's do this show right now in three different parts. What I think I know after listening to that catastrophic press conference, what I still have questions about. And what I hope comes out of this all. So why not begin with what I think I know? (laughs) What I think I know and what I think we can all take away from that mess is that the Chicago Bears, more importantly, because started out the press conference at that press conference with Bears chairman George McCaskey and the president CEO himself, Ted Phillips. And that dynamic duo told us that the Bears fans, that is, that both had coach Matt Nagy and the general manager, Ryan Pace, will be returning next year. And they gave us no quantifiable reason. There was no data in terms of good football analytics that were provided as the reason for bringing them back. It was nothing but culture and ethic, and we'll obviously dive more into that more specifically, but that was pretty much it. (laughs) There was nothing they actually did in terms of production on the football field or anything else for that matter as the main reason, the driving forces for bringing this crew back. Hold on. Let me back up a couple steps. There was the one thing. The first thing that they threw out there was Darnell Mooney has blossomed and he's developing and that was you know a ryan pace pick and him and Nagy wanted him and look at that we got ourselves a good number two or number three receiver he's blossomed is the word that was used so that's good <laughs> they threw that out there hey that darnell mooney the receiver you saw him right that was the only th- football good football thing that they mentioned as one of the reasons for bringing them back everything else was just it was just a trust me just believe in this process trust the process we can't throw anything else out there besides these are just good people they're hard working hell they don't produce any good numbers the past few years okay well let's give Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace this there there was year one where they made the playoffs on the 12 ends right so let's not completely get crazy here but after that it's been nothing good football wise 
that's deserving, it's not good enough and deserving enough of bringing this general manager back. And when it comes to Matt Nagy, I'm okay with that. It's the reason it's bringing them both back and having nothing to back it up. That is just completely frustrating. So that's how I guess I'll kick it off here, Joey. For me, that that's at least what I think I learned or what I think I definitely know is that they're not coming back for any other reason other than they brought, they provide there. There's good in the workplace. That's it. So it's, it's what I know. Yeah, it was eerily Reinsdorfian in that regard of nothing that they told you today had anything to do with football, like you said, and was all with loyalty and good people. And I understand culture is important in a workplace. I get that. But this is the NFL. This is different. This is a results-based business that you can literally see every weekend of how you're doing and how you stack up against your competition in the workplace. And it's wins and losses and how you develop. And it's just not there. And it was, it, it would be one thing, I mean, listen, I don't know if any of us are really surprised at what we saw today in terms of them retaining everyone besides Pagano, who's retired. But the fact that they doubled down so much on how extraordinary Ted Phillips is, how great the collaboration is with Nagy and Pace, and how they just pontificated on every intangible possible that still didn't give anyone any answers on what this direction of the Bears is moving forward. And I can't sit here today and tell you, man, next year this team's going to be 12-4 and four again. This They're going to be the exact same, if not worse, and thanks to... Uh, a, a, a bad half of the schedule, they strung stuff together. But the way they talked about resiliency after the six-game losing streak and how it changed everything, I mean, it's like, why you, you're putting more stock into losing six games than making the play? Like, it was just making the playoffs. It was just a mess. You know what you just reminded me of is you make a good point. The the interview went on far too long for the nonsense that they were providing and not, and not giving us any context. It, it took me back to the whole Austin Powers. What does it all mean, Basil? It's like, you're giving me this. You're giving me, oh, They're good in the workplace. I like passing him up in the hallway when he's having a, his morning cup of coffee and we talk about life or things like that. They're just so, they're so positive. Okay, what does it all mean? Like, what does that mean? Right. And I think the most, the more frustrating part with that, Joey, and <laughs> It was funny because if you rewind our show maybe five or ten episodes back, you brought up the whole the Bears are on a six-game losing streak now. That is 100% like that's that's the fireball offense. Like I think we know where we're at now with the Chicago Bears. If we rewind to the last game there right before they decided they want to win a game and they were on a six-game losing streak, that was it. They were done. The narrative is everybody's out of town. Instead – they must have listened to the show, Joey, and they said, oh, no, 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 you don't. As a matter of fact, we are going to rise above this. We are going to sneak into the playoffs. And joke's on you, Mr. Joey Gelman, because we are going to use this to represent the strength of our character to just not quit. And we're going to use that as one of the reasons we're bringing them back. Has that ever happened in the history of sports, you think? <laughs> We'd have I don't to do a little think bit so. Of digging, but like, has somebody ever used a fireable defense and turned it around into something positive the way they really try to put that through the spin cycle today. 
No, and I mean, I've been listening to sports shows all day today talk about it, and they're like, we've never seen something like that, where they literally used the worst sample size of their season, which they caused, by the way. It's not like somebody else did this to them. They caused it yep. and used it as justification for resilience and to bring everybody back. And it's not like... Over and over again. Right, and it's not like they, they, they used it and then won a Super Bowl. It's they used it, and they finished the season by getting their ass kicked two weeks in a row by teams that are clearly better than they are, and you're going to run it all back and say it's going to be better? Like, it, there, there's no way. They they really insulted the fan base today with how they went about this. Goes it was that saying, simple. Do you think George McCaskey and Ted Phillips were there in Week 17, and they were just celebrating when the Bears made the playoffs courtesy of a Cardinals loss, but do you think they were just so ecstatic because they're like, oh, crap, that's it. That's our out. We, do, we, we we can run this all back now. No matter what happens in round one against the Saints, it doesn't – this is our out. This is it because let's just say the Bears don't make the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. Do you And you do bring this crew back. Like what what's the spin? Sure, you still finished at 500 even though you had the – you know, your season was sandwiched by that six-game losing streak, but – that's it. Like you're 500. You don't sneak into the playoffs. Like really like that, that I feel like the playoff appearance gives them that little bit more extra to where it doesn't justify it, but it almost helps with the spin narrative of it. Right. Or oh, absolutely. Do you think it doesn't matter. Do you think if they go eight and eight and miss the playoffs, we're, we're still sitting here today? Yeah, most likely, but they just had to be so joyous when that, when that playoff appearance was, you know, when they clinched it and when the, you know, the Cardinals decided, ah, oh, go ahead, bears, go to the playoffs because at that point, it just added to that justification. It's like, oh, yes, we can run this back. Thank you. We don't have to worry about searching for a new GM or a coach. Whoo! We'll see everybody in the press conference. I think, yeah, I think it gave them cover, and and it it, it allowed them to do what they did today. And and it's just it's. I, I, I'm at a loss for words sometimes with this because it, it's you 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 sit here and you, you want to have hope, right? And you look ahead and say, okay, what is a 21? 22 bears going to look like and sitting right i i I don't know like if you're trying to sell me well i know you'll tell me but like if if you're looking at you know a fan base that deserves way better than what they've gotten that's going to show up in droves for you come this fall because you're going to be allowed to probably have fans back again that's going to live and die by everything they're never going to they're not like jacksonville right they don't have to worry about losing fans like they're always going to be there which also gives them cover like the cubs have had for years so it's just they're going to run it all back and have tradition and swagger and resilience as their main thing, but the product's not going to be any different. Like, okay, you don't bring back Trubisky, whatever, but maybe it's – is it going to be Nick Foles? Is it someone else? And then they said they're still evaluating Nick Foles. Like, don't we know what he is already? Like, it just they, – they, they played everyone dumb, and kudos to the media today for hammering them on questions of, of basically Fantastic like – Fantastic job. Like, Fantastic Ryan, job. You've, you, you, you failed three times with the quarterback. What's to make us believe you can do it better again? And he has the audacity to go, I make every right decision for this franchise. I don't know if that was a, a Freudian slip or not, but, like, come on. It 100% was, I think, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I caught that, too. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, like, it's just, they have a lot of empty promises, and now you're sitting here and you go, okay, I, there's no positive spin on this for me to look into next year to have hope that they'll be competitive better than they were this year. And if it's a better schedule, they're screwed. I'm glad you, you bring that bite up. Because let's think about this for a second. There's ways this could have been a little better, right? For example, 
just be freaking honest. <laughs> like the fact that they just kept trying to put it in the spin cycle and just make it look like, oh, culture and they're great and they're resilient. They're a resilient group. And let, let's just keep this train moving. We trust them. Makes me think that you really don't. And that there's other reasons why, which we could get to a little bit more down the road here in the show. There's other reasons why you brought them back besides just you trust them. For example, this is what Ryan Pace could have said to that fantastic question, by the way. And then this is also how McCaskey and or Phillips could have handled it. I'll start first with Ryan Pace. Why don't you just be freaking honest about it? He he didn't really even own up to. I, I, he might. I'm trying to remember exactly how the bite was. Did, did he even say like, "Oh yeah, that was my bad"? It, it kind of came across as that. Yeah, that, that was kind of a mistake. But and then he rambled. But on not and, really. He's kind of no, like, we're, really. "We're everything's on the table. We're we're evaluating." It's easy. Everybody knows. Everybody gets it. Ryan Pace included. You missed tremendously. You took a gigantic half and you whiff. So just own up to it and tell us why you're going to be better because you're going to have the opportunity to draft another quarterback if you want. Whether or not you will, we'll see come the, come the upcoming draft. But you have that opportunity now. So at least inst- instill a little faith in us by answering the question a little better. You actually have the opportunity because somebody put up there on the tee your biggest mistake so far is the general manager of the Chicago Bears. You could have took another hack at it in just an attempt to kind of redeem yourself in terms of what your process will be. You could have said, yeah, let's just be straight about that. Went about that the wrong way. You know, this is kind of what we saw in Mitch. And if I could take it all back, I definitely do something different. Like, why not? Because why you bring Mitch back next year? So you don't want to hurt his feelings, which I think that's still kind of up in the air, right? Of whether or not we'll see Mitch in a Bears uniform. But is that what it is? You don't want to hurt his feelings? Like you could have said, yeah. Now that we look at it, and we have some hindsight that the process was off, and we're not going to make that same mistake because we're going to do things differently, and we're going to. And then you can lay out a little bit of a plan, just just a little bit on how you'll be more responsible. And the flip side of that, McCaskey and or basically Phillips could have said, this is why they're coming back because. And even they even said this. Do we have the right quarterback? No. Are we winning game? Are we winning enough games? No. Well, then why? What the hell are you bringing them back for? But your reasoning could have been: we've went over all the mistakes, we've went over what's going on, and they provide. They've at least provided us with what a good enough plan. And no, you don't have to give it to us all in detail. But you would think logically, <laughs> and I don't know how much logic is being used in, in this decision, but that could be. The only thing that could have brought them back. That's the only spin that Pace and Nagy could have put on it was, hey, we messed up this way. This is going to be our plan of attack. I don't know. Because let's face it, you're talking about an offense, Joey, that rivaled the Jets and being the worst in the NFL. You're talking about Ryan Pace who going into a seventh season – Oh, hold on before I, before I bring up all the all the misses he did remember the blossoming Dar- Darnell Mooney let, let, let me let me mention that again but you're giving him the opportunity to draft another quarterback just boggling boggling but I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of the few times that I think they really could have redeemed themselves and the only way they could have made that press conference bearable no pun intended but they didn't yeah, they, they just kind of played the fluff game, and, and like you said, the top of the show, it they just said, trust us. And to sit here after everything that Bears fans Why? have gone through, right, everything that they've gone through this year, let alone the last 10-plus years, and to with that regime to say, trust us? How could you say that? Because there's no track record for us to trust you on. 
You've only made the playoffs three times since 2010, and the last time you won a playoff game was 2010. That's a long time ago now. It's not like it was a couple of years ago. That's over a decade. So how can I trust the process when I got when there's nothing, literally nothing, to show for it? That's what was so insulting about it. But I, I have one question to play devil's advocate. I'm not vouching for it, but is is there some credence to be said? Whether I, I don't I don't necessarily know if I agree that if you're going to move forward, you got to have pace and Negi together. Like I I don't think that's the right combination, but. Is there some credence to the concept of it is healthier for the organization to keep Negi and Pace in terms of a continuity and stability strategy to keep building forward versus having the turnover they've had over the last five to ten years where you've gone through three different head coaches, coordinators, two different GMs, three different, oh, three different GMs where you go... We, 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 we keep starting this wrong and keep redoing it wrong and have to start everything over. So is there, are, is there a, good, a better bet for us as an organization of, it's not where we want it to be, but it's better, so is it better to keep everything together and to have a sort of identity around the league and for your players to know that they're not all going to get blown out in a week? No, because of, of those two, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, one sucks and the other one might suck. Like, Ryan Pace... We could both agree. I think the majority of Bears Nation can agree. He does not deserve to draft or sign, or he does not deserve to find the next or the first <laughs> big quarterback in, in Bears franchise history. He's not. He wasn't good enough at the job. So, just from a continuity standpoint, no, because that guy sucks. He has to leave anyways. And in terms of Matt Nagy, he might be pretty bad. So, if you're only bringing him back for a continuity standpoint. All you're going to do is you're going to be the White Sox of a few of a few years ago and just be mirrored to mediocrity. That's all. That's all it's going to be. And that's what if that's the message you're sending is, well, because that's kind of what they did, right? That's kind of what they said is, it's worth giving these guys a try because we trust them. And in saying that, then everybody could turn around and say, well, then you're okay with being mediocre because that's what they are. That's what Pace has been for five plus years here. Where he's going into year seven now, and Matt Nagy. The regression has just put him at eh. You know, maybe he'll, maybe he could become a better coach, play caller down the road. Maybe he won't, but there's no reason to bring them both back because look but where the, it got you. Yeah, but that's just so old Bulls, right? Like it's like the Bulls always knew they'd never not have a sellout, so there wasn't that pressure, and they yeah. were so insular for so long until finally, after 20 years, the president himself goes, guys. I can't do this anymore. And he had the gall to do that. And now they've revamped everything and I have a confidence in them. The Bears are getting scarily close to that where they're so insular and so tight knit and so out of touch with the rest of the NFL and saying, just trust my process. I know what I'm doing. We have Ted Phillips who's been here for 20 years. He's a mastermind of this. And George McCaskey talks to his family or other owners about well, that's what's why he's going very on. in touch with football. I was about to say, what are you talking about, Joey? He talks at all the competition about how to be better. Oh, that was that was the best. So someone wrote about it. They're like, must be talking to the Packers a lot to ask what their opinion is because yep. they've been ten times better than you. But anyways, but so that's where it gets kind of scary to me. Of they're turning into that team that's clearly not having any interest in becoming a modern football franchise because it may hurt someone's feelings they'd rather do it their old school way and that's a really big problem because you're never going to win that way as you've seen from the bulls where you have a few fun years here and there but you don't have a sustained 
decade of playoff appearances. That's what's so annoying. It's, the Bears have their chances. You, you went to a Super Bowl 15 years ago. You've made a couple of playoffs, but they're little specks across 10 to 7-year gaps. That's not continued success. That's just luck. They're they're lucking into staying relevant and then using that to spin that they know what they're doing. Or, and I don't want to throw out random wonky theories here, but maybe they just didn't want to cuz they 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 multiple times both Phillips and McCaskey and the the Pace Negi side declined to answer anything about how how much time is left on their contracts. The only thing that they that they made that they did say and make official was that they they're not going to be receiving an extension. But we don't know how much time they technically have on their current contracts. Not so the random theories out here, but maybe just this season, maybe they both have one year left, right? And they just they just didn't want to eat that salary, maybe in this effed up past year we just had in the in this country and in, in, the, in the world, right? Like don't want to throw theories up, but maybe they did a little Chicago Cubsy stuff here, right? Where it's like, you know, no, we are going to save and and not cut corners here in any stretch of the imagination, no. But whether or not that is what they did, you could, I would assume, I don't know the big numbers here, but you could set that organization back five plus years with the decision they made today, especially, can you imagine, like, if Ryan Pace goes out and drafts a quarterback, and it's just another catastrophe again, as a matter of fact, his job is obviously on the line this year, so is Matt Nagy's, if you're Ryan Pace, don't you try to correct that biggest, if you draft a quarterback, they almost have to give you at least another year or two, right, because <laughs> that's your guy, the quarterback, if you were to draft one this year, and it's a scary thought, is a pace neggy guy, and now you have to give him a little bit more time again round two, just like you gave them a little bit of time with Mitch. <laughs> it's almost like a way you could semi-guarantee yourself another spot, and it can almost become like a Garpax era, right? It could be the neggy pace thing where it's like you're just Don't you not... dare say that. <laughs> Let's be real here. This is a, it's a potential outcome and it's crazy. The only other potential outcome that you could maybe hope for is that this upcoming draft pace just stays away from drafting a quarterback. He doesn't do it. Get a tackle, get whatever else you hell draft a kicker, do whatever else you need to do in the first round or second round. You name it. Just don't draft us a quarterback. Don't try to find the beers one suck next year or be mediocre. And then I'm sure pace will then at least be gone. Like, that could be one of the things we could definitely see. And what might be a little hilarious, and this is probably what beers want, beers fans want, is that they're mediocre or they suck next year. You decide to let go of Pace or Nagy and or both. And then at that end of the year press conference, the, the, the wrap-up, you're literally now just asking the questions to McCaskey and Phillips of, well, what did you expect? <laughs> like, hey, remember... 365 plus days ago or so when we were here and we were saying, what did you see? And you really couldn't give us anything other than they stay resilient. Well, what did you expect now? Like, yeah, look at no, no crap. They didn't bring you much of anything. So that's why they're both gone. That's almost what you hope, right? You're now as a Bears fan. And I don't want to get too far down to the conclusion road here because we still got a little bit to go on the show is that that's kind of what you're hoping for, right? What are you, Joey Gelman? Rooting for as a Bears fan next year. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, hell, yeah, if they go 13-3 and three or 14-2, and two, you'll take that. But you know that's not realistic. So what are you realistically hoping for? Because if they're 
kind of good or mediocre and they have a new drafted quarterback, you might see this regime here for a while. So it's just weird to now think of, crap, what's the next few seasons going to look like? You, you almost don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hope for them to be very, very good. I don't believe it's going to happen, but I hope that's, that's the case. Saying, yeah, realistically. Right, but, 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 I want them, but I want them at least then to be honest because they weren't honest today. So if you look at a year from now, you hope they are honest and they can give you an answer of what happened. But I don't, I don't see it. It's just it. I'm still surprised that Ryan Pace's career was not, in fact, tied to Trubisky like we all thought it was. The day he was drafted, we said that's that's the marriage, and if that fails, he's gone. And that's what should have been the case, right? But clearly, that didn't happen. And I also think clearly. Because they keep telling you this, that Ted Phillips doesn't do anything with football. I'd like to believe them. So if that's the case... We don't about that either, apparently. Right. Yeah. But if I'm going to if I would take them at their word for that, at least if I can do that, that means that technically, Ryan Pace is your president of football operations. That's a bigger role because they're so small, tight-knit of an organization. So you're not only firing a GM if you got rid of him, you'd, be have, to, you'd have to redo your entire football ops. Well, if they were honest about that and told me that, I'd understand why they're keeping him. If he's just your general manager, he was tied to pace. Yeah, but you can't say that because then you're going to hurt his feelings. Right. Right? That's just the thing. You can't go out and say, I'm keeping Joey around because, hell, I got no other choice. I'm not revamping the wheel here. I got to trust him. Like, I guess that's what it is. You can't go out and say that. But that's not business. Business is cutthroat. I'm all for loyalty and things, but you can't. Like, you're a great guy. We're great friends, but if you suck at your job, you can't stay at the job. Like it's a very simple concept, but they don't they don't do that. They're they're valuing their culture and loyalty over wins, and that's insulting. It's very very simple. Well, you know what I want to know because this is this is maybe the the hardest the hard nosiest thing they said today was yes we trust them, but we do need to see improvement. Oh, they mentioned that we that was almost maybe this was my hopeful way of thinking is that's my way of saying all right you're basically telling us they're gone after next year when their contracts and you're not telling us how you know officially how long they're for are up and then you just get rid of them and it's you know easy peasy lemon squeezy that's what you're telling me here right but if that's what you need if you need improvement well what type of improvement do you need for example come next season what's the bar if for the majority of the you know if for the majority of the season you have a fairly healthy group people at the biggest positions are are, are healthy throughout you know quarterback and you you're not missing like you know your starter or Khalil Mack or if everybody's for the most part healthy what's the bar then what are you looking for what's the level of improvement to where these guys will continue because that's I don't know like I think you have to have a playoff win you have to have a playoff win I think that was at least kind of clear today. It should be clear every damn year, but I, right. it, that's what it so seems to me. So then if they don't get a postseason victory, they're definitely out. That's what I want to know is, like, what's the bar? Right. Because then if you can officially tell me what the bar is, let's just say it's a playoff win. Okay, well, they obviously didn't meet that this year. They snuck their ass in and then blew it to the Saints. Okay, well, why is it worthy of one more go? If they missed the bar that bad the past two years... Why is it worth the one more go? Because clearly you do have a standard. You told us they didn't meet the standard. You told us there needs to be improvement. McCaskey and Phillips, this is what, what they're telling Bears fans. You know there needs to be improvement. You know your general manager struck out on the quarterback. 
then what are we doing here? <laughs> you're literally coming to a place and you're saying, yes, we know we're currently in a state of sucking, but everybody's back. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, they've never really had a standard. We try to and want to hold them to something that they've never given us. You know, it's like the Cubs are bad for so long and you want them to be better and better and better. But there's never a standard. The second they won a World Series, immediately there's a standard you have to be met. And there comes consequences with that. I mean, me being in Philly right now, the fact that Doug Peterson is fired is mind-boggling to me. And I know I'm not a Philly fan, but it's the idea of, he won a damn Super Bowl here. And they still realized, this is not the right choice. We have bigger and higher expectations of our team, and they were not met. The Bears have never had that high enough expectation to then be held accountable for the consequences. And they've been able to skirt by for so long being mediocre, they've never had to face the music. So... If they actually ever get good, then maybe we'll see actually continued success because people will be held to a higher standard with their job. But as long as Ted Phelps is making them money and they're selling out the stadium and they're just okay and have a playoff win a couple of years, get Chicago super excited, that's that's good enough for them, I guess. And I, I'm afraid of that. Is that like that baseball mentality of like you can make so much money and never have to win? I, I, don't, I think the ownership definitely doesn't think that way, but... They're not losing money if they lose. And you're absolutely right. And I, and I wish we did know what that bar is. That's what I'm saying is, and that brings me to the second part that I kind of want to break down here is the questions I still have. <laughs> and one of them we went over now, but I can't help but think, okay, what are the real reasons you're bringing these guys back? And kind of how you mentioned where you were playing a little bit of devil's advocate is, all right, is it the kind of new, is it the continuity of it? that that's what's going to be better in the long run? Is it my theory that I threw out there in terms of you just don't want to cut the cash? I don't know, but <laughs> it brings me to another part of are you – and this I hope this isn't the case, but you have to ask yourself, do you really think this is good? Like do you really think this is fine? Like there is an actual possibility – that both McCaskey and Phillips could think, yeah, th this is the way to go. And which it can't be right. Like it basically we were just lied to and it, it, it can't be that way. But I, I kind of just want to ixnay that out of you guys don't really believe this crap. Do you? I, th I think they I hope do. Not. I, I think they really, no. really you like see, Ryan. You Pace. sit here and you listen to that press conference. You go, there's no way like they're, they're feeding us crap. This is baloney. But do they really believe it? Like, think about how scary that would be if you go, yeah, this no, this is a good enough standard, and we really do trust these guys. I don't think it's a good enough. I don't think they think it's a good enough standard. But I think they really love Ryan Pace and what he's done and how he's brought a football culture to the team, and and I think that carries a lot of weight, and it allows them to look at this and go, we're tired of turnover two to, every two to three years. So we want to see something through to five to well, now it's going to be year seven and see what it brings you. But, I mean, this is a team that you thought was probably going to fire Ryan Pace a few years ago, and then Ted Phillips gets up at the podium and goes, here's a contract extension. So clearly they like him, but they know this isn't good enough. So I, I don't know how they separate that, because clearly they couldn't do that today. They said, it's not good enough, but we love the guys we have. I mean, that, that's that's like sending yeah, Felicio no, I mean, to they, a $36 they, they million contract. I mean, yeah, I mean, they basically said it. They, they knew that this decision would anger people. Yeah. You had, what was it? it was Phillips who's like, oh, I'm responding to all my hate right. mail. Like, I, I, know, I, wish I know everybody's we, mad. I wish we got a mother is pissed today. That's my favorite line ever from George McCaskey. 
when they were bad, pissed. mother is pissed. I'm like, yep. a little 98-year-old woman's that angry? It makes me so happy. But then do something about it. Make her happy. The thing is that if you knew this would aggravate people, if you knew this would aggravate the fan base, sit back and ask, why? <laughs> why? Because look at what your general manager has did the last six seasons that he was here. Look at the baffling mistake he made at drafting a quarterback. It's that simple. It's I, I just don't understand. Of they could have, they obviously don't care. Well, we know they don't care. Like they give a crap what Dan, Joey, anybody else, and Bears fans, media. They, they don't give a crap about what you think. But they could have made this so much easier on themselves if they just made what the right move was. I mean, think about it. Like you said, no, nothing else makes sense because you can't have pace. Bring in the next team's quarterback. You can't. He doesn't deserve that. Maybe if he, some other team out there wants to give him another shot at redemption with their franchise, go for it. But how can you do that? <laughs> like, can you only imagine one more time if he does draft a QB and it doesn't work out? Think about that. So it's easy. I mean, it's just e. It's so easy. <laughs> I, I hate how just simple it is in terms of. Cutting ties with your GM because you simply haven't been good enough. And a big reason of that is the number, arguably the number one position in all the sports. We are just so bad at it. You didn't bring the right guy in via free agency, trade sign, what you name it. You just didn't get the job done in over five years. We've, We've given you five plus seasons. You haven't got the job done. You're out. It's that simple. And then you bring in a new GM. Matt Nagy's still around. Like we talked about this on the last show, how simple it is. But they rather run it all back. So that just brings us to this uh, beautiful conversation we're having now on, on the Believe in Chicago yeah. Sports podcast. I don't know. It's just it, it's just it's just frustrating. And I don't mean to sound like silly with big picture, but you know, if you're in this organization right now, you've done nothing to really build yourself as a football powerhouse. I mean, it took them this long to redo Halas Hall and to revamp their scouting. So they're just still this family-run little mom-and-pop thing that didn't really that, that thinks they know what they're doing because it's their birthright, when in reality, they never hired the people to do the actual job. And that's what's the most frustrating. You could own the team. You could be a great, great face of the Bears and the ownership, but hire the people to know what they're doing. Because if you're looking at a calendar, I don't need to remind, remind people, but there's a reason why the 1985 Bears are still the celebrities in this town. And it's currently 2021. So, in just a few years, your last Super Bowl win was 40 years ago. Right? So, so that, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. You want to be sold as a fan of they're going to do everything in their power to win a championship. But you've been saying that for 40 years. You You know what I can't stand is that they get to... They get to sit up there and go, we're this great rooted franchise with so much tradition. I hate that they get to sell that. I hate it because like you said, for the past 30 plus years, you've been garbage. And what you're doing now is you're becoming a laughing stock. I'm tired of hearing about what the Bears were 30 plus years ago. You don't deserve to sell that. You don't. You don't get to sell the tradition and the this and the that because you've been lousy at running things. You don't deserve it. Is yeah. is it a great and, and story tradition if you're going 1986 prior? 
yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. But you, <laughs> the current regime doesn't deserve to sell that kind of culture or right. more or less history. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Bulls. I mean, it, it's it's you're relying on history to build a generation and give you benefit of the doubt. But at but, least that regime built it. You know, at least Jerry did. Help, Jerry Reinsdorf did help build that. Like, yeah. But but I'm on. just saying. But I'm just saying it's that idea of living in the past, and that's all the Bears are being able to do. And it's it's yeah. very sad because like you look at a I don't know. For me, the Bears are in my blood because my my dad's had tickets for forty plus years, and I've been going to games for however many years I've been going. So I, I'm indoctrinated, sadly, and I'm never leaving this team. But if you ask another kid who's maybe ten years old Unless now, Pops tells you he's pulling the tickets. That's what true. Do you think? Is he pulling them? I'm not going to let him if he does. I'm that. I, I'm going to be that meatball son and keep him. But if 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 you're ten years old now and your parents give you a choice of what team to root for. Why would you ever pick the Bears? They've been irrelevant since you've been born. Irrelevant. The They're garbage. So, well, you know what? Actually, you could say the same about us, though, Joey. I mean, we're not we're not incredibly old, but the Bears have been crap since we were young. Well, they had they had the one Super Bowl, well, oh, oh six. You had the one yeah. Super Bowl appearance, and that's. I mean, other than that, there's a, okay. There's some few decent years. Yeah, there's some playoff appearances there and here and there. Yeah, but, but think about but think you know, about the Erlacher and Briggs years. Great, and, yeah, those are fun years. But what did it give you? Not much. I mean, we're sitting here at one, two, oh five, oh, oh five, oh six, ten, eighteen, twenty. It's five appearances. About thirty, thirty-five, forty, forty-five. It, it, I mean, it, it's five playoff appearances. In my in in my cognitive memory, I know they made it in 01, I don't remember. Oh, and, and don't even bring up the, the historic the historic rivalry we have with the Green Bay right. Packers that we've been terrible at. Right, embarrassing. The Packers kick our ass. You know what I'm so tired of? I'm t- there's this like segment. These- what's Dan so tired of? Yeah, seriously, this I guess we'll we'll wrap things up here. Is now I'm just bringing out all this Bears frustration is. We all know those sports fans who are basically apologists of their own team, right? There's Bears apologists out there who you'll see them on Twitter or Facebook, wherever have you, and they're just trying to make excuses, right? Like every Packer game that we get our ass kicked, like they're trying to make these excuses on, all oh, the refs screwed us or this, side. No, the Bears just suck, and the Packers are way better. And no, the Packers don't suck. They're really damn good. <laughs> so, and, I'm t- and I hate that it's that way. I'm not a Packers fan. I'm not. But reality is reality. Packers have been freaking damn good ever since I can remember the you know the past 10 15 plus years of me being a sports fan and the Bears have been eh fine like no in that historic rivalry the Packers continuously kick our ass and that, that's about as much as there is to it I'm just tired of seeing all the Bears apologists out there trying to no act like act like you know the Bears are this or, or the Packers are this or the Packers are bad no they suck and we should live up to that standard if we want to beat them if we're so angry down there in Hallis Hall let's figure it out also it's one of Nagy's favorite go-to lines in the same as Pace because they're so collaborative right they're so we're so together and we're gonna figure this whole thing out no you're not because <laughs> you've had three plus seasons to figure it all out you had one good run in the beginning and you've been nothing but crap like you tell us oh the first thing you do as a head coach yeah or in any job that you suck at you go back to the drawing board and you try to figure it out kudos to you I'm sure you're a great man of character I'm sure you're probably fantastic gents outside of football operations and, and head coaching, but guess what? You're not getting the job done. So there's no re- you're always back to the drawing board. You're always asking yourself how can you get better, and you're not getting better. So beat it. I'm done. 
Well, what was your That's third? A wrap. Well, what was your third prong? Didn't you have a third question? No, I'm done. All right, he's the, the done. Third, no, the third one was hope. Is like what I hope will come out of this, and we kind of we kind of addressed it, and it sucks. Like I, I kind of just nothing. Good night. <laughs> I, if this team goes 0-16 next year, I won't care. I'll laugh myself all the way to the TV. I'm serious. Like, good for you. Good for you if you go 0-16, which they won't. I mean, if, if way too early predictions, well, you're maybe a 500 club again, right? You're probably 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and 7-9. Seven, seven and it, it would be a monumental accomplishment if this team who's running it back gets to 10 wins. It would be. But at the end of it all, what I hope happens, which will probably be the easiest transition of all, is the Bears are mediocre next year. It's easy to let Pace and Negi go, and then we just move on. I mean, think about it. I know we're having all this, you know, fans are pissed. You know, fans are really, really pissed off because this team is eh, and you're just running it all back. And there, you've sold me on nothing quantifiable as to why we're going to be better next year. So next year is a wash. But if there's any reason to have a little bit of optimism, it's that, okay, maybe we're just one year removed of starting it all over again. Which at that point, though, if you do, the defense is another year older. And uh, that, that's definitely conversations for way down the road. But that's what you can hope for is eventually these guys basically have a year left to prove themselves. Do you trust that they'll prove themselves? You probably shouldn't because you've heard nothing from their bosses as to why you should. Yeah. And and but they're past that improving point now. Like this is if they're running it all back, that means you're trying to compete for a playoff spot again next year. You're not early on in this Right. No, that's fair. Rebuild or, or journey but if they up miss to the or top. don't get the playoff victory, then they're out. That, right. That's what I'm saying is do you really trust this team to not only go to the postseason next season, but to win a postseason game? Not without a Deshaun Watson, no. Exactly. Do you think they're getting Deshaun Watson? No Probably way. not. But then again, the exactly. Texans always get fleeced, so maybe they'll do something stupid and send them here. And you know what? If the Bears do make the playoffs next year and they win a playoff game, then whatever. Bring it all back again. Just fine. This is where we're at. Do you, Bears? <laughs> at that point, I'm not going to waste that much energy on it. Whatever. Bring it back. But I have no reason to believe they're going to be much better than what they were this year. No, I don't and either. If- if you're not much better, then you're not going to win a postseason game. You'll be you'll you'll be happy to make the playoffs. There's there's other teams in the NFC that missed the playoffs this year that probably will be a little better. So you have you have a lot of catching up to do. The Packers still might be the Packers next year. They probably will still be the Packers next year and lead the NFC North into into the playoffs. But you've given me no reason to believe. My own eyes were given no reason <laughs> from watching those games. My ears were given no reason by listening to the press conference that this team is going to be much better. So that being said, I can't see this team being much better than, say, 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. Maybe you make the playoffs with that record again. Maybe you don't, but you probably don't get a postseason victory anyways because you're most likely not good enough. Who the heck are you going to have under center next year? It's going to be somebody that Ryan Pace picks out. So pff, good luck there. That's why I think, you know, like, take a deep breath, Bears fans. Maybe it's just one more year of mediocrity, and then we hopefully get somebody competent enough to figure it out. Now, what that means down the road as where the defense is at, where the offense is at, do you even have Allen Robertson or not, that's a whole another conversation for another day. But if you're just trying to project this as much as possible, that's probably where you're at. I know it's very big picture, and it's very far down the road, even though, no, one year ain't that far away. But that's probably where we're at next year is – this team is mediocre and they're gone. But that's all they gave you today, right? 
there was no evidence of why yeah. they'd be better. They were just like, we will be. And if they're not, then maybe there's consequence. But they gave you nothing to latch on to. No, no news on, you know, what they do with Allen Robinson. Okay, so if you don't have Allen Robinson, I can't imagine you're keeping Javon Wims. Anthony Miller is pretty close to being cut. So what do you have on, on your offense? You still don't have a quarterback. The defense is aging. And I go, okay, so where do we... The, look at who the guru on the sideline still is. Right. So so what do you do then? I, I Because then, okay, mediocre year. Then after that, you blow it up. Then you're starting all over. I mean, this is this is a long-ass process now. This isn't a... This isn't the, the what you were sold on. You were supposed to be winning a Super Bowl right now. I'm not you saying they were going is. to, but they were told you that's what they were planning to do, and they're not even close. If this is if this isn't like a meme or GIF form, what you know, however it is you say it, this is literally what it reminds me of. And let me know who the other person is. If the if the name escapes you, it's fine. But Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy right now are literally that that Paul Rudd meme or GIF where they're like, oh, look at us. Who who have thought this? Eight and eight, bounce for the play. Look at who'd have thought that? Not me. Not me. I did not think we'd be running this back. Not me. Or maybe they did. Who knows? But that's really what this is. Like that's what brings this. Like that's the first thing I think of is like, huh, man, woo, we're back, baby. Like who would have thought that? Look at us. But that's what we got, and it is what it is. I mean, you, you know me, Joey. I'm I'm ter- I'm a terrible Chicago sports fan, right? If if this team is terrible next year. I will laugh at the screen all day, every day, all Sunday, all Monday. You put us on national television, do whatever you want. If they're terrible, so be it. This is what you created. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. So if they're bad next year, so be it. The only thing that would truly break my heart as a Bears fan is if Ryan Pace drafts another quarterback. Please, Ryan, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't do that and just – let the Bears figure it out next year when you're probably gone. I, I feel so mean right now. I really like. I don't want people losing jobs and things like that. But I mean, you've done nothing to deserve such a high valuable job. I mean, there's there's only what 32 NFL GMs. You're one of them. You don't. I don't know if you necessarily with with the what what you've brought in the past five plus years, six seasons, produced enough to to warrant that gig. But here we are today. So final thoughts there, Joey. Gonna gonna call Pops right now just to make sure, like you said, you're gonna be the son who makes sure he doesn't get rid of those tickets. That's the problem, Joey. No. Tell oh, me. I'm totally part of the problem. That's I the know problem. that. You're part of the problem. It's fine. It, it is what it is, because you know what? Even if you give those tickets up and people are allowed to go to the games next year, somebody else is going to have them anyways. And that's what they know, right? That That's what they know. And that's why it brings us there today. So, you know, it, it's fun. I, I was thinking about, you know, what we're going to do to the show today. I'm like, wow, we're the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast. And there's literally no reason to believe in the Chicago Bears after after today, right? There's literally no reason to believe in them. And oh, if you don't, right. as a Bears fan, that's fine. So... Until our next show, which, spoiler alert, I think we're going to do a little bit of a crosstalk show with um, the boys from the Believe in Beers podcast. <laughs> Maybe they could sell us on why to still believe in the beers. Doubt it. But we might have one of those uh, beers wrap-up shows, if you will, uh, together. Us and Joey Christopoulos and Cameron Lee, who do host the uh, Believe in Beers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. It was a... Uh, it was the day today, Joey. This, this will go down in Bears history. It really will. It really, really will. It's going to go down in Bears history as one of the most 
just mind-boggling days, uh, press conferences there ever were. Uh, this one will be remembered. You're going to remember this press conference 10, 20, 30, f- hell, 40 years from now probably. You'll never forget this one of when they decided they were going to run it back. So glad we could react to it here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. For my co-host, Joey Gelman, who once again you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. I'm Dan Collins. You can find me on Twitter as well at TweetDanCollins, the show at Believe in Chicago. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.